Coming up on Stu Does America, Glenn Beck is here to tell us how he's taking down the dishonest media. I continue to escalate the merch war against my enemies. I mean, my colleagues and my dear friends. Go to stewdoesmerch.com. Use the code STU20 to save 20% for all your Christmas presents. And the Supreme Court heard oral arguments today on a case that could make a huge impact on the left's abortion culture. I'll break it down for you as we do Dobbs. Stu does America. Ah, yes, it's time to talk about Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization Group Incorporated, period. Uh, This is a big day. Uh, This is the first day of the big Supreme Court challenge. And, you know, we've talked about the Texas case a little bit. It's sort of a sideshow compared to this one, honestly. Um, That one seems to be in real trouble legally. This one... It's the Supreme Court, and we've talked about getting the right justices in the Supreme Court who would look at this case, Roe versus Wade and Casey versus uh, Planned, uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, and say, you know, point out correctly that they were just terrible decisions and it's time to move on. It's time to change uh, the way we look at these things. Um, and uh, you need to have the right people in the Supreme Court to do that, of course. But you, it shouldn't, you shouldn't need to. This is basic stuff. Uh, protecting life is pretty basic. At least that's my opinion. Let me bring you through uh, where we are. The, 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 the oral arguments happened today. Uh, the headline uh, from Bloomberg, the Supreme Court seems poised to overturn Roe versus Wade. That's kind of how it sounded. I mean, you, you didn't see too much skepticism from the conservative justices. Um, you heard a bunch of uh, back and forth. You know the people in the middle who might make a difference. It seemed like Roberts thought about maybe some sort of compromise. But the other conservative justices seem to be on the side of maybe overturning this entire thing. We will see how how this goes. And of course, whenever you have men talking about reproductive rights, you get tweets like this one. I love hearing a person with a penis tell me what pregnancy and childbirth is like. Really just top notch. I'm sorry, have we not spent the last couple years with you guys telling us that people with penises could give birth? Well, I thought... Couldn't I don't under we're going to have to revise and re-understand uh, all of this because I I'm definitely getting the wrong uh, lessons out of all of this. It seems like almost like and I don't want to I don't want to make any accusations. It seems almost like whatever argument will ha- help these people at any given moment is the one they use. It's almost like they don't mean any of them. But that's a whole other story. Uh, let's walk back and look to kind of like how we got here. How did we get to this case, Dobbs? That's the one uh, in, from Mississippi in the uh, Supreme Court right now. Of course, prior to Roe versus Wade, go back. Prior to Roe versus Wade, 30 states prohibited abortion without exception. 16, 16 states banned abortion except in certain special circumstances, like, you know, rape and incest and, and such, health and life of the mother. Three states allowed residents to obtain abortions, and New York, and New York only, allowed abortions Generally, that was the state of affairs before Roe versus Wade. Again, to summarize, we, you could have abortion be legal in your state, but almost everybody chose no thanks. They just chose that was not the option. Even the states that were all Democrats, they all just said, no, we don't want that right now. So Roe versus Wade comes along and they say, you know what? We're not going to give anybody choices anymore. Uh, It's weird for a pro-choice movement to make an argument like that. But no more choices for you. Every single state has to have availability for abortions. And they broke it down 
in a trimester uh, sort of system. They said basically first trimester, state can't step in at all. You can basically get it whenever you want. Second trimester, a few restrictions can be put in by the states, but not too many. And the third trimester, basically, the state can come in and say, all right, we can we can restrict abortion in that third trimester. That was Roe versus Wade. Then in, in the early 90s, Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Uh, can Casey, a Democrat, and the world has changed quite a bit, but Planned Parenthood versus Casey, where that one, they revised that. They basically said, you know, that old system with the trimesters, that was pretty dumb. Now we're going to change it to viability. Basically, the ability for the baby to live on its own outside of the womb. If it's a viable child, then you, you could have restrictions on abortion. Before that, you can't really do it. And they set that at about uh, 24 weeks. Now, they're still saying... 24 weeks, which is kind of fascinating, honestly. And we're going to get back to that here in a second. Um, so what is, at, uh, uh, what is the issue here for Mississippi? Uh, Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization, Incorporated, Inc. Um, the questions were whether all pre-viability prohibitions on elective abortions are unconstitutional, whether the validity of a pre-viability law that protects women's health, the dignity of unborn children, and the integrity of medical prof- the medical profession and society should be analyzed under Casey's undue burden standard or the balancing of benefits and burdens, or and whether abortion providers have third-party standing to invalidate a law that protects women's health from the dangers of late-term abortions. A lot of back and forth on this one. Um, you, you had basically what you'd expect. You had the people on the left attacking every little bit of the argument uh, to repeal, uh, to maintain the Mississippi law and get rid of Roe versus Wade. They really did talk about it generally. It wasn't really about the Mississippi law as much as it was about overturning Roe versus Wade generally. You had uh, the, the middle, which you'd say is Roberts for sure. Roberts basically was saying, look, we're not talking about getting rid of Roe versus Wade completely. We're just talking about this 15-week law. Why can't we do this 15-week law? And then you had the conservatives side, and it seemed like Amy Coney Barrett, and Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh all seem to be on the side with Alito and Thomas, which would be enough, just those five, um, to say, hey, you know, literally looking at this with a skeptical eye, uh, the entire concept, was this even decided properly in the first place back in the 70s? Uh, Let me give you a little taste of Clarence Thomas. Uh, uh, Thomas, uh, he's famous for not speaking up all that often, when it comes to oral arguments. He's been doing it a little bit more lately over the past few years. And, you know, some people are talking about this as being one of the more important cases, you know, he's ever going to sit on. He, he's, he is, he's indispensable. Really, we need to give him some sort of fountain of youth so he lasts forever. Here's Clarence Thomas. General, would you specifically tell me, uh, uh, specifically uh, state what the right is? Is it specifically abortion? Is it uh, liberty? Is it autonomy? Is it privacy? The right is grounded in the liberty component of the 14th Amendment, Justice Thomas, but I think that it promotes interests in autonomy, bodily integrity, liberty, and equality. And I do think that it is specifically the right to abortion here, the right of a woman to be able to control without the state forcing her to continue a pregnancy, whether to carry that baby to term. I understand we're talking about abortion here, but what is confusing is 
that we, if, if we were talking about the Second Amendment, I know exactly what we're talking about. If we're talking about the Fourth Amendment, I know what we're talking about because it's written, it's there. What specifically is the right here that we're talking about? <laughs> Well, Justice Thomas, I think that the court in those other contexts with respect to those other amendments has had to articulate what the text means and the bounds of the constitutional guarantees. And it's done so through a variety of different tests that implement First Amendment rights, Second Amendment rights, Fourth Amendment rights. So I don't think that there is anything unprecedented or anomalous about the right that the court articulated in Rowan Casey and the way that it implemented that right by defining the scope of the liberty interest uh, by reference to viability and providing that that is the moment when the balance of interest tips and when the state can act to prohibit a woman from, from getting an abortion based on its interest in protecting the fetal life at that point. So the right specifically is abortion? It's the right of a woman prior to viability to control whether to continue with a pregnancy, yes. Thank you. It's fascinating to listen to that. First of all, I mean, Thomas is great. Look, can you show me where this thing is like, you know, written down? Where is this coming from? Uh, she attempts to answer it and, you know, it's in a, uh, an impossible situation. Obviously, this was just made up. <laughs> I mean, it's a, a, the right, it's like through the right to privacy, around the right to liberty, through bodily autonomy. Maybe we can, I don't know, I don't know. So he makes a good point there. It's interesting, though, to see their actual argument in court, which is about viability. And it's completely different from what the position of the Democratic Party is. The Democratic Party believes in abortion not to 24 weeks, but to 40 weeks, the entire thing. Uh, they want abortion up until the last day. As you've seen every single time that you corner a Democrat about what day is it okay to say that this is a baby, they come up with basically post-birth. And that's not the argument the lawyers are actually making in court on their behalf. In court, they're saying, oh, please, uh, 24 weeks, uh, viability, let's do that. Um, there's more viability talk. Justice Alito did a pretty good job today as well. Let's listen in. Upon reaching the point of viability, does not the woman have the same interest that she had before viability in being free of this pregnancy that she no longer wants to continue? Uh -oh. Viability is a principled line, Your Honor, because in ordering the well, I'm trying to see whether it is a principled line. Mm -hmm. You agree with me at least on that point, that uh, a woman still has the same interest in terminating her pregnancy after the viability line has been crossed. Yes, Your Honor, but the court balanced the interest and in okay. ordering and the interest at the state. Interest on, on the other side. The, the fetus has an interest in having a life, and that doesn't change, does it, from the point before viability to the point after viability? In, in some people's view, it doesn't, Your Honor, but what the court said is that those philosophical differences couldn't be resolved well, in a way. The, that, what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. What is the philosophical argument, the secular philosophical argument for saying this is the appropriate line? There are those who say that the rights of personhood should be considered to have uh, taken hold um, at a point when the fetus acquires certain independent characteristics. But viability is dependent on medical technology and medical practice. It has changed, it may continue to change. 
guilty? No, Your Honor. It is principled because in ordering the interest at stake, the court had to set a line between conception and birth, and it logically looked at the fetus's ability to survive separately as a legal line because it's objectively verifiable and doesn't require the court to resolve the philosophical issues at stake. It's objectively verifiable. Viability. It's objectively verifiable. This is an interesting point here by, again, this is someone who's on the pro-choice side of this argument. And Alito's trying to drill down to something, which is you keep saying it's about rights uh, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the mother. Well, why are the rights any different? Why are the rights less important after this mythical viability time? And I say it's mythical because they don't know what day. They've been saying it's 24 weeks since Casey in the 90s. Well, guess what? Viability is not 24 weeks anymore. Let me introduce you to a couple of my boys. Yeah, here we go. I'd like to introduce you to Curtis Means and Richard Hutchinson. Both of them were born at about 21 weeks, about three weeks before what they are discussing today as viability. These two kids are the record holders for the youngest births to live to their first birthday. And as you see, my man Rich over there, he's just digging into that cake like nobody's business. These are freaking miracles, by the way. Let me give you uh, the New York Times and how they cover this. Babies born uh, that premature seldom live more than a day. The truth is no baby has survived at this age. We say to the parents less than 1%, but really it's closer to zero Curtis means he's the new record holder. He was born one month after the previous record holder, Richard Hutchinson, who was born in Minneapolis, only 21 days and two weeks of gestation. This is the thing. This date keeps moving. So if you want to have viability as the standard, viability is going to get earlier and earlier and earlier. We're now we've already taken off. I mean, three weeks out of 24 You're talking about 12%. We've already shaved 12% off of the viability standard the last time they said it. And it's going to get younger and younger and younger and younger. And thank God for that. Now, you might say, why was the New York Times even covering a story (laughs) that would be this destructive to their argument about abortion uh, and be such a wonderful, wonderful story for these kids? Well, they painted it this way. They said, it's too early to conclude how large a role climate change is playing in low birth weights and preterm births. So that's their spin on that was not a miracle that these kids are surviving younger than ever and viability is coming down, down, down. No, we have to worry about the weather. That's the problem here. So what do we learn from all of this? Where does this go from here? It's important for us to set our expectations as conservatives, as people who who are pro-life. And I'm assuming you're pro-life, maybe you're not. But if you are, you have to understand that this is not as big a game changer necessarily as we might think. Um, It is a situation where we are looking at Let's say the Mississippi law were to pass. Mississippi law passes and it stays here and it stays at 15 weeks. What does that actually mean for abortion? Well, about 95% of abortions happen before 15 weeks. Uh, if they banned uh, abortions after 15 weeks, you'd have to assume most of the people that had them between, you know, let's say 16 and 20 weeks are probably just going to move up the procedure a few weeks, right, to get that done. Plus, some people are going to cross state lines to other places where it's not 15 weeks. Um, That gets you to probably 99% of abortions uh, that would still be happening 
uh, after all of this. Um, and, you know, this supposed shattering of women's rights, maybe it stops 1% of abortions in Mississippi, which, you know, we should point out 1% is still a lot, and about half of those uh, babies born would be eventually women. So I don't know how it shatters women's rights, but it supposedly does. Uh, on the other hand, let's just say Roe versus Wade is completely uh, eliminated. Let me show you this map. This is a map from a pro-abortion group that shows that 26 states are certain or likely to ban abortion. And you see the scary map there. I went through um, uh, all of the, uh, uh, you know, just to go through this map, what would be the longest way to have to transport yourself, the longest possible drive to an abortion rights zone? It would be from basically Miami to North Carolina, which would take about 12 hours in the car. Is it inconvenient? Yeah, it sure is. But a small price to pay to protect the basic human right of ending another basic human. Of course, you could also take a two hour flight and it still prices out less than the abortion itself. So really a value. And obviously, every pro-choice organization in America will find a way to pay for your travel if you really can't pay for it. They'll be running the abortion express fetus bus up and down the East Coast in a matter of days. You know that's happening. Not to mention, there are already organizations that exist overseas that specialize in mailing abortion pills to women who want them in areas where there are restrictions. Yes, we must continue to fight the political and legal battles associated with abortion. But to actually stop this horror show, the only real solution is persuasion. We need to continue to persuade more people that there are better options, more humane options, less murdery options. So what does this country look like if Roe versus Wade does get overturned? We'll talk with, about that with Glenn Beck next. If you had to guess how many points the average American could add to his or her credit score, what would be your guess? 10 points? 15 points? How about 97 points? It's a lot. Shouldn't you have those points on your credit score? Why are they not there? That kind of improvement to your credit score means things like faster loan approvals, huge discounts, and low interest rates on everything from buying or refinancing a home to leasing a new car to applying for a credit card. If your credit score could use some improvement, then ScoreMaster could be exactly the right thing for you because this is easy. It's a nice, easy way to up your credit score without lots of hassle. Super fast. It only takes about a couple of minutes to get started. You can try it for free and see how many plus points you can add to your specific credit score. Go to scoremaster.com slash stew, scoremaster.com slash stew. Your credit score should be, uh, should be where it should be up. It should be higher. It should be better for you. Make your life financially a little bit better. Scoremaster.com slash stew. Glenn Beck joins me in studio once again. His newest special is From Russia to Waukesha, the lying media's assault on truth, and it's coming up next at 9 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to grab your Blaze TV subscription and check it out. Glenn, thanks for stopping by. Are you... No, I'm just playing Candy Crush. Hang on, I'm, I'm just... At what level are you? You died? Yeah, I mean... I'm sorry to interrupt. 
What? <laughs> uh, I want to get into your special here in a minute, but look, yeah. can we start with the abortion situation? Um, this show or the one in the Supreme Court? <laughs> uh, let's let's start. Let's talk on the abortion about okay. the abortion okay, okay. Uh, in the Supreme Court. <laughs> right. uh, the oral arguments going down today. Uh-huh. Um, we kind of went over this a little bit on radio today mm-hmm. where you have um, the three liberals. They're mm-hmm. definitely not going to overturn. No. Uh, Alito. Thomas, we're confident on so that. So you keep saying overturn Roe versus Wade, and I, I think we have a different different definition okay. of that. Mm-hmm. So before we get into what they're going to do, no one's asking to overturn Roe versus Wade, although it kind of does. It, it allows the states to make their own decision. And so I guess Roe versus Wade federalized uh, yeah. You know, uh, abortions legalized it and it right. had to happen in every state. The the difference is, is um, when you say that, that it's going to overturn what most people think is, oh, abortions aren't going to be available. No, California will probably do more. New York will probably do more. The states will decide what the parameters are for abor- abortion. So it's not like it's going to be made illegal. It'll be illegal in some states. Right. Um, And I think, you know, there are a bunch of states on both sides of this that have trigger clauses that if uh, Roe versus Wade gets overturned, it immediately will become legal or illegal in these states. Correct. Um, Before Roe versus Wade, I think there was 30 states that had it completely illegal, 16 who had exceptions for like life of the mother Mm -hmm. and everything else. And then a few states that kind of had more what we have now. Um, the liberal states, right? The liberal right, states right, did it right, the liberal right. way. So it would go back to that. Um, th- I think you're right. People just s- substitute Roe versus Wade just means abortion. Yes. So like we're overturning Roe versus Wade means that we're overturning abortion. That's not what would not happen. what's happening. Every single American could still get an abortion. They may have to travel a little bit uh, to get it. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, a short flight uh, to, to kill your kid. What 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 <laughs> what type of uh, arduous task is that? Yeah. Or, a, you know, a quick drive. It could be a quick across drive. the border, right across the know? border. Um, you know, look, I don't know how much this would make a difference as far as the number of abortions. What do you think? Like, would it would it really limit it by all that much? I mean, you probably are getting rid of some. There probably be some people who would make a different choice, but I don't yeah, think, I think the number you're would getting change. rid of some of the. Well, no, I mean, yeah, if uh, in those states where it is illegal, totally illegal, mm-hmm. um, then you will get rid of a lot of abortion. You get you'll get rid of especially those who use it as birth control. Right. Like some people will. A lot of people will still travel if they need them. Yeah. But you're, there will be uh, some cut. And, you know, there's and we've talked about this before as well, where there are now organizations overseas uh, and it would certainly happen in the United States as well, that just will mail abortion pills to women in areas where it's illegal. I mean, you're not going to be, just like drugs, you're not going to be able uh, to guns. stop this. Guns. Yeah. I mean, people, uh, you know. Look, people will do what people yeah. want to do. Um, you know, and they talk about back alley abortions. Well, if you have to kill your child, do I want that to be safe and rare? Not actually not like it to happen. Would love it to be safe and rare Mm. if that's our compromise. But that's not what the left is going for. No. The safe and rare is gone. That's gone. So looking at the... 
the breakdown. You have the three liberals who are going to probably say, okay, we're definitely keeping Roe versus Wade, and that was mm-hmm. apparent in the mm-hmm. in the testimony today. You have, uh, you know, um, Thomas and Alito. Clarence Thomas. Fantastic. Sounds like he wants it this gone. Is, the whole thing. This gone. is what he was born for. This yeah. is maybe the reason he was put on the Supreme <laughs> Court. It sounds like it. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett and Gorsuch are kind of in that uh, maybe question mark. Yeah. Kev- Kavanaugh maybe question mark. You got to get to five. Um, but let's step past the actual decision here for a second. Let's go into next summer. We, this is, would be expected, this decision, in, let's say, July 2022. Mm. In the heat of a midterm election. The most important midterm election of my lifetime. Because it, it, this is blocking this is them somewhere is, is massive. This is it. There's an argument that's, that's been made that, um, in a way, Republicans benefit from the state of affairs when it comes to abortion politically. Mm-hmm. Because there's a, it's a, something that animates the base. People are really passionate about it, but we never get it. You know, mm-hmm. we never get what we want on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reverse, the, this argument goes, was seen with the Texas law, where um, now the left is getting animated over this. If Roe versus Wade is overturned, what does that mean for the 2022 election? And what does it mean for our cities, our streets? I think very opposite things. I think for the election, it means good things. Mm. Um, because I think people, there's, we are seeing signs where we are making progress and winning, okay? Um, and we don't spend enough time talking about those. There's some very real true. wins yeah. that are starting that I would have never thought we could have done. Mm-hmm. Real wins that are starting to um, uh, pile up. And they are from independents, not just Republicans, but independents and some Democrats. You know, the, the um, I keep wanting to say Omarosa, but that's not her name. Omarova. The, Omarova, mm-hmm. the, the uh, Treasury comptroller that was rejected. That happened because of five Democrats, five mm-hmm. Democratic senator, uh, senators. That's a pretty big swing. Um, so I think there's some good things happening. So I think it will animate the base on let's turn this over. You also have really bad prices and inflation and gas problems and everything else by the summer. So the base is going to be fine on the right. What will happen on the left is because abortions are going to be a, they're going to be available for most people. Uh, you know, you just go across the border or go to another state. I think you're going to get the real zealots out. But that's going to be, a, I think, a very violent group um, of people because they will have the Black Lives Matter and Antifa right along with them. Mm. And I don't think women want to be part of a violent kind of protest. Uh, and this is one where you just had Sheehan say, this is revolution. If they overturn it, it's revolution. This is the left's Second Amendment. If the government came out and overturned the Second Amendment and said no rights to guns anywhere Mm. and they started taking guns away, there would be a revolution. This is the left. The uber left is a death cult. Strangely, killing babies is extraordinarily important to them. Okay, it's no longer safe and rare. It's no longer reasonable. It's kill them. When they're outside of the mother's body, 
That's a death cult. And they will go crazy. I think you're going to have another summer that will be very violent on the streets. But I think it will actually help the right. So the reaction from the activists essentially turns off the average voter. Because you're talking women. Women don't want to feel uncomfortable that the streets are unsafe. But so many women, you know, especially women, uh, female voters, see the idea of, of Roe versus Wade being overturned as if it's basically Gilead, right? It's, it's, this is right out of Handmaid's Tale. And as crazy as that is, I mean, again, as you point out, People could travel to get them. There'd be all sorts of things, you know, and and this, why this is the biggest priority, I will never understand the passion behind making sure babies don't live. Uh, But still, that passion does exist. And there will be a massive swell of um, of base support among Democrats. Twenty four percent, 24 percent of women by the age of 45 will have at least one abortion. Mm. That's a big number. Um, And that's a number that uh, um, either is a big supporter of it uh, or they've done it and maybe they regret it. So I don't know how much of that number is lockstep, but you've got about 20, let's say you have 15 to 20 percent of diehard. I believe you should be able to kill your own baby. Um, I still think that that's. 15 to 20 percent, and they are not in step with the average American if they are saying we got to kill our baby all the way to after birth. Um, but they won't say that, mm-hmm. but they will be involved and be seen in uh, violent protests. And they'll say the media will say the same thing. Yeah, these women are not like that. It's just some outsiders causing some problems or they're mostly peaceful. People are not buying that anymore. They, they are tired of what's happening on the streets. The left will make that happen. And I, I think they lose the women they're trying to appeal to mm. because uh, of violence. Well, I mean, I, I hope this is a problem I hope to have uh, because I hope they overturn it. We'll see how that goes. Uh, the media would be a complete catastrophe in this situation. They would be saying God only knows what they would be saying. They'll say anything at this point about anything. But I don't know, Stu. I mean, that's what the special is about yeah. tonight. Um, and they are doubling down like on the Russiagate. Mm. They're, they're doubling down on this and saying, no, well, we were right. You weren't even close to right <laughs> no. on this, no. you know. And we're going to show several examples of this. Um, But I think that this, the average person is starting to feel this. They may not know all of the facts because they've been fed. Uh, And social media is doing everything they can to suppress any other voice. Mm. But give the American people some credit. You know, I, I struggled with Thomas Jefferson here in the last couple of years that trust the American people, they'll eventually get it right. They're going to be in extraordinary pain, extraordinary pain by the time we hit election next year. Inflation, gasoline, uh, problems in the streets. Uh, It's not going to get better next year. It's going to get worse. And as that gets worse, I I just I just think people are going to go, you know, you've been lying to me the whole time. Because I'm hearing it from other people. You know, I always thought you were crazy. But now I'm seeing the things that you said. It's happening. So 
wait, so how am I crazy then? People are, people are you know, very small percentage uh, are looking and saying to me, I used to think you were crazy. I'm not sure you went far enough. Okay. The same thing with the media, because the media is out there all the time. I used to think you told the truth, but I actually think you're part and maybe the biggest part of the problem. That's coming. Mm. Um, Do you take anything from the Chris Cuomo thing? Is this the media finally figuring out we should take some responsibility for ourselves? No, they would have fired him right away. Once that report came out that said that he was, they would have fired him. They didn't fire him. They left the door open, kind of a Brian Williams kind of way. Mm. You're on indefinite suspension. So when this all blows over, you can come back. I think you were right today when you said that you think that this is a way for them to kind of get the temperature and see if this goes away or not. Um, Your theory on why he (laughs) and uh, Tubin are staying may be right. I don't know. I just think that the ends justify the means. And I mean, there's no way, honestly, forget about all the scandals. There's no way I could justify as a programmer (laughs) that that show should be on the air. (laughs) Seriously. No, it's true. Okay. There's no reason. So what is it that CNN is protecting? Uh, Something other than the ratings. That I can tell you. Um, and we will, uh, I know, have more on this uh, today on, on radio tomorrow as well. Um, but the new special is coming up here in just a few minutes from Russia to Waukesha. The lying media's assault on truth, as always, the best way to watch is with your Blaze TV subscription, blazetv.com slash Stu. Promo code is Stu to get 10 bucks off. Glenn, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Stu. Ladies and gentlemen, take a quick look into the mirror. Do you see those bags under your eyes? Do you are you trying to do an advertisement for your book in the middle of no, my just, advertisement? No, I'm just I'm just holding it up here for no reason. I mean, I'm just reading. I, I really bad eyesight, and so I have to. Oh, I play a little trombone myself. Oh, okay. So I'm just. Huh. So you just happen to put it's an it. Interesting. Happens to be right in the corner. Um, yeah. Well, I should also tell you the Great Reset is available for free pre-order right now. You can order that on Amazon. Don't buy the summary of, of the Great the, Reset yeah. by Glenn Beck. Although by you might me. want to buy that too because it's really funny. <laughs> um, but buy the book from Glenn Beck. That's a whole different mm, story. Yeah. Um, now, you might stay up late reading uh, the Great Reset and be tired into the evening. And then you have those bags and the puffiness under your eyes. Uh, and then you're going to go out maybe to the holiday season, see your friends. And you might not look your best. You need GenuCell's plant stem cell therapy for bags and puffiness under the eyes. Rosa from New Jersey wrote, I felt the bags under my eyes firm up and my skin was glowing. Your product helped me to reduce puffiness quickly. In a couple of weeks, I stopped using concealer because of the improvement. Actually, I've gone a week without applying any heavy makeup. I would recommend GenuCell to anyone. It's the best in skincare. And with GenuCell's immediate effects, you'll see results in the first 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. From now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package is 60% off at lovegenucell.com slash stew. 60% off. Treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. Go to lovegenucell.com slash stew. Enter the promo code stew for an extra special holiday present. It's lovegenucell.com slash stew. Lovegenucell.com slash stew. Omicron variant of concern. Yes, Omicron is here. Yeah, welcome. We've always loved immigrants, and now 
Omicron has immigrated to the United States of America. Congratulations, everybody. Omicron first uh, case is in California. Congratulations to California. You've won yet again. Um, California uh, has a, a person who was in South Africa and then came back from South Africa with a little dab of the Omicron. Now, there's no surprise here, of course, that uh, you know, we knew that this was going to be here. Um, uh, we kind of knew that it was already here. It was, it's already been in Canada. It's been, I mean, it's probably everywhere by now. They think maybe, you know, the, the new theory seems to be that maybe it wasn't even originating in South, Southern Africa, that maybe it originated somewhere else. I don't know if they're ever going to know. Um, who knows at this point? Uh, again, we still don't have really much information on Omicron other than the fact that the initial uh, sort of idea is that the cases were pretty mild uh, in um, uh, South Africa and the surrounding uh, wonderful vacation getaways of Lesotho and, and uh, Botswana and such. Uh, but, you know, they were also younger people. Uh, so we don't know yet how serious this is going to be. The first person seems to have mild symptoms, so not not too big of a deal uh, as of yet. We'll see how how far this passes along and if it can outcompete Delta. Omicron versus Delta is the new King Kong versus Godzilla. I don't know who's going to win. I'm excited to watch it all happen, though. Uh, and we will, uh, of course, keep you updated on all that. And very sad news from the world of basketball as LeBron James has COVID. I know, I know. Could not happen to a better guy uh, than LeBron James, a man who has done nothing. You know, he stood up so bravely for the Chinese communist government. It's just fitting that he would get the virus that the Chinese communist government is responsible for unleashing on our entire civilization. Uh, you know, due to their completely hiding it. And as it leaked out and they didn't give us, they still haven't given us all the, uh, the genetic code for the viruses they've had this entire time. And of course, it may very well have happened uh, in a lab with risky research and then leaked out. We don't know. But we do know LeBron has it. He's fine, of course. He's, a, uh, uh, he's, very, he's in very good shape. He works out, it seems. And uh, on occasion, he's asymptomatic. He'll be out for a few games. Not a big deal. Um, look, it's not LeBron James's fault that he got the vid. Everybody's going to get the vid probably eventually. As you know, I myself am a COVID-19 survivor. Uh, however, we do know that everything else LeBron does is dumb. And that's why we have the T-shirt. Don't be an idiot. Don't be a LeBron. What a perfect Christmas gift for anyone who hates LeBron James or hates the Los Angeles Lakers or just likes America and doesn't like the Chinese Communist government. Go to StuDoesMerch.com. Right now we're doing the Merch War thing. We got uh, Stu20. They're giving you 20% off all the merch. Order it now so you can get it in time for Christmas. But order it. That's the most important thing. We've got, of course, uh, Andrew Cuomo is awful. Chris Cuomo is worse merch. Uh, that's going out the door. And we're all stocked up for the holidays for, with Nancy Pelosi sucks pens, the most popular item we've ever made. Make sure to pick yours up as well. StuDoesMerch.com. The code is Stu20. So where are you going to go to get away from the problems we have in our country? Where are you going to go? Well, uh, leaders constantly say that to us. Uh, you know, they don't always say it overtly. 
But that's kind of what they're saying when they raise your taxes. They destroy the value of your money with inflation. Uh, Prices go up. Restrictions get higher. All the things that they do. Uh, And that's why a lot of people are interested in going to Panama. Now, Panama is a place where a lot of American retirees and veterans are going because, Honestly, you can live a pretty sweet life on like zero dollars. I mean, it's something like $24,000 a year uh, to to live really a a life of luxury down there. You could pay zero percent income tax. Your health care could be as little as $2,600 a year. And you can can own a a luxury beachfront condo on these incredible beaches down there. Um, Pristine white sand, all the trimmings uh, for less than $120,000. It's the world's number one wealth protection haven. You've probably heard about people going to Panama for these reasons before, but the past year has really caused a lot of us to rethink our plans. So whether you're thinking about retiring early, if you're thinking about moving, if you're thinking about um, you know, working remotely, if you're thinking about maybe just a great vacation spot, uh, check out Panama, the Amer- American's Guide to Living and Retiring in Panama uh, from International Living. It's available now. It's free. Uh, go to buypanamanow.com slash stew. Get your copy today. Buypanamanow.com slash stew. Sign up now to get your free series on investing in Panama's Pacific Riviera today. It's buypanamanow.com slash stew. I've been meaning to tell you, you should subscribe to my YouTube page. You should. Why? Well, first of all, you click subscribe. You click the little bell. It's going to give you alerts when we post new stuff, which is really cool. And coming up on December 17th, yes, if you missed the announcement yesterday, the Studios America Christmas Party Power Hour, Friday, December 17th. 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, only on YouTube at youtube.com slash America. We're not going to give you any of the guests yet. We're starting to line them up, get some good names already confirmed. You're going to love it. It's a ridiculous festival, and it is, uh, it's, it's frankly incredibly embarrassing. I don't know why we keep doing it, but you seem to love it. So please subscribe now at youtube.com slash America. You can also comment during the show. This one comes in uh, from yesterday. Just a message for everyone, particularly Alec Baldwin. If you're trying to fight cancel culture, please do it when both sides are getting canceled, not just yours. Very, very important. Uh, this one is, comes in as well. I'm starting to think Stu may be some sort of prophet because of the Chris Cuomo thing. Uh, well, I will say this. You never lose by betting on the corruption of the Cuomo family. I mean, I'm not a genius here. It's just, you know, when the Cuomos touch something, usually it wind up, winds up blowing up in somebody's face. Um, before we go, I want to also tell you about uh, a new candidate. Are you excited? for the opportunity, if you happen to live in Georgia, for voting for Stacey Abrams again. Yeah, Stacey Abrams announces a second bid for governor of Georgia. Georgia. I will say um, it's going to be real tough to win a a statewide election in Georgia in 2022. This is not going to work. But I will say, and I think there's a sort of a fundamental question here. Can you run in a new election if you haven't conceded the last election yet? Not sure, but I guess we're going to learn from Stacey Abrams. StuDoesMerch.com. Code is Stu20. Get 20% off. We have the Christmas cards up there. The you do, You're doing life wrong Christmas cards. I like to write these out to people that I love. Like, dear Dr. Oz, I know it's weird getting a Christmas card from me. Trust me, it's Weird to be writing one, but I heard about your upcoming campaign for the Pennsylvania Senate seat, and I just want to take a moment to say, you're doing life wrong. Please, 
I mean, you hitched your wagon to freaking Oprah, of all people. You officially had it made for life. You can hop around all the morning shows with your fancy medicines and quirky sayings and just be that guy for as long as you want. But now you want to enter the world of American politics? You're doing life wrong. You have a choice. Continue operating your magical money printing machine or spend every day hanging out with Chuck Schumer and Dianne Feinstein and wonder why they can't detect the spittle on their lips. If you can't choose correctly in that situation, you're doing life wrong. Love, Stu does America.